Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I'm just here to show love for Irene. Irene, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh, Remington. I I just thought I would send some love out to any of the Irenes out there. There's a couple of listeners out here who are very touched right now. I mean, my grandmother's name is Irene. Hey, Deshaun's grandma, I love you. She's Look, she's also like objectively a horrible woman, but that's besides the point. Sean, Sean <laughs> might be milf hunter extraordinaire. He might be the baby bringer. He might be president of the turtle club. But if he gets all the moms, that leaves all the grandmas to to go to old Remington. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you sure you want that to be your brand, Remington? Look, no, I, I want to clarify. I'm not a gilf hunter. But I will hunt down <laughs> you're a, you're Sean's a... grandma. <laughs> I will fuck all of Sean Rollins' grandparents. Oh, God, that's a bold statement. <laughs> Considering one of them is... Living cons- or dead. Oh, fuck. Considering gra- Grandma Irene is currently blind, uh, that won't be too hard. Like, she, she won't see you coming. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is how we're starting this episode? Oh, shit. Yeah, especially considering this is your birthday episode, Rem. By the way, Rem, oh, yeah. happy hey. birthday. Hey, happy birthday to one and all, yeah. and to all a good night. Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Rem, uh, it's your it's your birthday. Well, it's, this isn't actually going up on your actual birthday, but pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to be like a few days, uh, a few days after this goes up, it'll be my birthday, I think. Yeah, it, this goes up on the 26th, I think, of November. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it it's a good opportunity for us to celebrate your birthday, and unfortunately, we've already made the energy weird. We've already made it weird. And is it our fault? My birthday wish is to fuck Sean Rollins' grandparents. <laughs> Please stay away from my grandparents. <laughs> I like some of them. Just call me grandpappy. I oh god that uh, that's that that we're delving into some uncle grandpa territory and I don't know if I'm okay with this. This is some When weird. I kiss them goodnight after the fingers love making session. Oh no. Uh, I'll tell them you love them too. <laughs> okay. Is this usable? Has Dylan just cut this out? You know he's not going to cut this out, Rem. He's going to find uh, this hilarious. Like, the hole we've dug ourselves in. And people... Here's the thing, Rem. People are going to look at the title of the of this week's anime, and they're going to be like, Oh! They're finally <laughs> doing this one. They're finally doing this oh, one. Oh, it's going to be something, like, wholesome and adorable. And I can't wait to hear what they have to say about it. They talk about <laughs> it all the time. This is going to be... Uh, this is going to be a great episode full of great, strong, wholesome vibes. Um, <laughs> and oh, what an opening. It's going to be even worse for our patrons who listen to the pre-banter for this episode because it's going to be like, hey, this is a long pre-banter. Where did they go? Must have been a complex quiz. You don't know the half of it. So, but no, no, this is where we are, Rem. Happy birthday, Rem. Uh, Today, Rem, we're going to be talking about one of your favorite anime of all time. Kind of. Uh, Kind of? Kind of. So, Rem, if I I had to ask you what your favorite anime was, what would you say? Well, see, now, I'm not thinking about what I would say. I'm thinking about what I would kind of say. Okay. Right. Um, especially in contrast. So, like, I don't know, favorite anime. I, I would actually have to, like, think about this, but, uh, some, some good contenders, like, I, I always talk Odd Taxi up. That's my, my go-to. Right. Recommendation. Um, uh, Death Note's still pretty, pretty solid. I, I, I like me some super sweet nonsense, place further than the universe. Obviously, Banana Cat, 10 out of 10. 
Um, you you have those classics like Forest Fairy Five or uh, or most of Kiki's Delivery Service or uh, also like Totoro, real good shit. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. There's see, here's your problem, Rem. You're thinking too genuinely for once. See, all right. So I think it's go my favorite, but as like a joking answer, it's going to be like Umaru Chan, Forest Fairy Five, uh. Or no anime at all. <laughs> well, you got it a little bit closer, Rem. Uh, but not really, because Remington, today we're going to have a little discussion about something that in recent times has become a little bit problematic. Uh, but, you know, we're all about uh, separating uh, works from authors when appropriate. Uh, because, Rem, we're going to be talking a little bit about Harry Potter today. Oh, okay. Oh, of course. My favorite, Harry Potter is my favorite anime, canonically. Yes. Um, One of our first jokes on the podcast that we dug into the ground and people still send us messages about it, which I find very charming. Hey, we occasionally dig it up like we're doing right now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we're not above that. Not Make at no all. mistake. Yeah, no. And uh, because of that goof, uh, I've received loads of recommendations. Because, uh, as it turns out, Remington... We're, we're just watching Harry Potter this week? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Of course not. It's not, <laughs> April, it's, it's not April Fool's, Rem. Don't be ridiculous. We are watching Harry Potter, but we're not really watching Harry Potter. Like, look, okay. uh, one day I'll do an April Fool's episode. Like, I did the Avatar one, which was kind of an April Fool's episode... There, there's, there are people who still send me emails about For that. what it's worth, there's a Patreon exclusive where I also did Avatar. Except you really didn't. Um, <laughs> but, and, it's a trope that we haven't really discussed too much in anime, but here's the thing, Rem. Uh, ever since Harry Potter came out, anime studios in Japan have loved making magical school Harry Potter clones. Like, I'll tell you right, there are a metric fuckton of magical school settings for... I mean, we Harry. have, we've done at least one, well, we've done a couple, like, monster schools, but we've done yes. one particular sort of, like, adventuring school uh, that uh, a lot of people hated and I didn't like, but I thought was overhated. Man, that, is, that is so many different shows. It oh. was very saturated. Very saturated. Uh, Th there was a pink girl and a blue girl. Bram, that does not narrow it down, my dude. <laughs> oh, High Guardian Spice. That's that's, uh, that's what I was the thinking. one. Yeah, really uh, a, a a classic in the magic school genre. You know. Yes. Uh, but like we've never really done like a pure. Hey, this is a school for witch and wizards. The closest we've gotten was fucking. Oh god. Um, crap. The name just left me. Irregular at Magic High School. You remember that one? Oh Ron? yeah, yeah. I I don't. Re I remember the name. Oh wait, no, that one was trash, wasn't it? Oh, it was one of the worst things you've ever seen on this podcast. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Yeah, no, it was the one that was like, oh, this is all magic, but it's actually technology. And yeah, also, his sister wants to fuck him real bad. Uh, yes, and that one. I got a weird amount of hate for that. Fuck it. Fuck no. y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That the people who defend that show really need to reassess. Um, but. That is, object hilariously, the closest we've gotten to a Harry Potter clone on the podcast. Um, but, genuinely, people have been, like, trying to copy the, hey, let's send somebody to a magical school to be a wizard or witch formula ever since Harry Potter really spiked in popularity. And okay, so what, what, what are we doing this week that fits that? Well, this week, Reb, we're doing probably one of the best examples of that, because it is your birthday, and I should give you, like, a little present, a little treat, something lovely. Uh, rather... I mean, it's it's anime, so we've already crossed that bridge and burned it. Rem, we're an anime podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta stick to the branding, my guy. As I am reminded every unfortunate week. Look, Reb, we've got spinoffs in the works. It'll change eventually. For right now, we're just doing what we, we uh, have successfully done so far. And you'll probably, you'll, you might enjoy this one. Because the anime we're talking about today is simply titled uh, Little Witch Academia. All right. Uh, is this the magical spinoff of My Hero? Man, the low-hanging fruit joke makes its appearance. Congratulations, Remington. <laughs> that did <laughs> if, not take any effort If this was QI, the Claxtons would be going off. Exactly. The Claxtons would be going off, like, double so. You would say, like, you would say another follow-up joke, and then it would go off again, and then you'd say something slightly raunchy, and they would just say, not like that. 
And then and then and then I would mention Riddle.com and it would still <laughs> Claxton and I'd be very confused. Ah, oh, good times. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Why don't right, we what, have a Claxton? Is, uh, we you know what? Uh hey hey Tick Dylan yeah. Not after that grandma bit. No, you, you know don't the get thing shit. that that is just a loud sound that has a very heavy visual component. Can you add that to the podcast real quick? Just thanks, real quick? thanks, Dylan. We appreciate it. Yeah, just a little. All right. So, what what is a uh, little witch academia? What, what should I know about it before? Uh, well, in an interesting transition, uh, it is done by the same studio who made um, a cyberpunk edge runner. Ah, good old trigger. Yeah, you remembered. Yes, because it, fortunately it was last week, so I have a vague memory of it. Do not think this to be the norm it will not be i know but still rem like that i know it was recent but still that like that actually made me like i i felt pride (laughs) i felt like a proud and furthermore trigger i want to clarify is not shaft this is correct (laughs) this is correct. as we all know yes uh you'll recognize the art style as soon as you see it because trigger has a very like identifiable art style very cartoony and very like uh bouncy you might say uh, and no, I'm not talking about boobs. I'm I'm actually talking about bounciness. Like it's got like uh, lo- though there are a lot of boobs in Trigger anime. Like I'm losing the thread. The point is, uh, Studio Trigger made this uh, anime, and it is a pretty straightforward one. It's a another uh, it's another Netflix uh style anime, and it is quite simply just a lovely little story about um our main character uh Atsuko Kagari, uh who has dreams of being like a magical witch idol because she uh, saw a wonderful magic performance from one of her heroes when she was really young and just has spent her life growing up wanting to be a cool, powerful, fun witch that can make people smile and have a good time around her. Like, it is it is quite uh, simply just uh, the lovely story of uh, Atsuko going to the school, having little misadventures along the way, uh, you know, doing the awkward, like, new kid around school thing. Until making... she accidentally summons the Dark Lord. <laughs> Until she accidentally summons the Dark I mean, look, I'm not saying that definitely happens. <laughs> but it's a little story where there are some, there's some drama here and there. There's some strong, like, uh, friendship vibes. And there might be some romance vibes here and there between some Ooh. of the young uh, witches there. But, you know, it, it's up for debate for a lot of people. I don't know if it quite fully goes into Beatty territory, but a lot there's a lot of shipping in this uh, particular fandom. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, it, it has potential. We'll see if it makes it out the other side. Yeah. It. There are a couple other tropes and various things like that make her a bit special here and there, but really, it's just a very colorful, like set, fairly positive show about a girl who wants to be a magical idol, essentially. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, without further ado. Let's jump straight into it, because this was a very long first part, uh, and let's go watch. I mean, it, it, it was actually, it, it's only a 15-minute part one, that's a pretty... Yeah, but it feels much longer considering how we started it, Rem. And yeah. I'm not talking about the pre-bencher, I'm talking about all the stuff related to grandmothers. So... Come for you, G-Ma Rollins. <laughs> oh, dear God. So without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Let's go watch some Little Witch Academia. You may have used a magical spell, but you cannot beat my spell of Bitcoin! I want to clarify, do not go to Irene to about your multiple sclerosis diagnosis. I feel like I'm watching a non-satirical abridged series. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching four whole episodes of... <laughs> Incorrect. Five whole episodes of Little Witch (laughs) Academia. Ah, man, I should have changed that in my notes. Uh, In my defense, Rem, I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little bit. I mean, to be fair, in in a way, we both fucked up. Uh, Because, Rem... This was supposed to be your your birthday episode. Uh, I we recorded part one right. Before. Don't 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 worry. Last week, uh, it was it, they'll be a little bit confused about us talking about it in part one. But last week it was our Thanksgiving episode. Went great. Um, this week it, it's my birthday episode. Don't worry about it. Details. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Definitely not because I was out of town for a solid week and we failed to record in that time frame. That, <laughs> yeah, that, <we> were... <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. That <laughs> completely irrelevant. Uh, the important thing is, Ram. Oh, uh, but hey, Sean, don't worry. You you left me to watch fucking Paradise PD. Hey, I, I, I got April Fool's last week, Sean. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it, Ram? <laughs> no, it feels pretty shit. I'll be honest. Yeah, and uh, hey, in my defense, uh, I had no fucking clue what Dylan was going to show you. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's let's get going into uh, Little Witch Academia, shall yeah, we? Yes, Ram. Uh, is was this a proper birthday present, or is this just another weird little uh, school show? I think that it's possible that some people might get mad at me. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, now here's the thing. I liked the show. All right, it was okay. a pleasant show. Okay. It was enjoyable. All right, it, it, it's, it's a fun little romp. Hmm, interesting. That being said, um, it is not without its flaws, and this is the kind of show that it seems like some people might not take criticism well with. You know. <laughs> so you're saying there are some diehard fans out there who, the second you start insulting their favorite characters from this show, they are going to come at you with pitchforks in hand, teeth bared. And ready to bloody us. Yes. Uh, and let's get into it. Uh, so we, we open up with a little intro about like School of Magic as we have uh, a sort of like shape-shifting water light show going on. And little Akko, uh, she's, in, uh, she's in the audience just uh, truly bewitched by the performance going on. If you'll excuse the pun. Uh, and then a demon shows up and the person uh, doing the show kills the demon. Uh, and we see that th this made an impression on Akko, and she grows up, and she's now excited that she's going to be attending Luna Nova. Uh, she struggles to find it, uh, but, uh, ru runs into, uh, uh, a girl who we'll later learn is Susie, who's sort of just, like, very ghostly and pale and, uh, likes mischief and poison. And, like, <laughs> that's, that, that's Susie's deal, right? Yeah. Uh, they have a little confrontation. Um, then when Akko is finally able to figure out what the fuck is going on, uh, she realizes, well, she can't fly a broom to where she needs to fly up to. Oh no. But then, uh, a different girl, Lot, shows up and, and helps her out. So there we go. Uh, while they're being transported, some stuff goes wrong and they end up, uh, essentially getting, I'm going to describe it as going, getting off on the wrong exit. It's a little bit weirder than that, but this is simpler. Uh, getting off of the wrong exit, they end up in some spooky forests, which some with some beasties and a broken broom. Susie ends up there as well and gives some like exposition of what's going on. There's a lot of beasts in here, including a gigantic cockatrice. Things are going uh, in, in chaotically. Before uh, Akko eventually at one point finds uh, her idol's wand. Now let me let me say something now at this point. Okay, right. So it's the idol from the very beginning, right? Yeah. So I, so her idol is Shiny Chariot, right? Right. I didn't read and thus didn't write down Chariot for the first episode. Oh, no. Uh, especially <laughs> if, it, well, what made sense in my mind for multiple reasons was Shiny Charlotte. <laughs> you got the good alliteration going on. It's a name, right? That adds up. <laughs> And there was an episode two where I was like, oh shit, that's not Chariot. That is Charlotte. I mean, that's not Charlotte. That's Chariot. Fuck. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, I think Shiny Charlotte is better. So. Uh, so that's your first big criticism. The fact that like the magical witch idol is called Chariot and not Charlotte. That's No, that's not my criticism. That's just me explaining why I'm going to call her Shiny Charlotte for the remainder. <laughs> no, <laughs> No, you realize your own mistake. You can't just you can't just admit like, look, I was wrong in this, but I'm still gonna make the mistake. I'm doubling down, baby. Doubling you down. You can't double down on something you've already admitted to doing wrong. That's and not yet. doubling down. That's recommitting a prior offense. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, she finds shiny Charlotte's wand, Jesus uh, and uh. Uh, used as a distraction, is able to to utilize its power. Uh, there's the principle that Shiny Charlotte teaches where it's like, magic is, comes from believing in yourself, right? Um, and I will say, just overall, like, 
the sort of storytelling and like especially I noticed this in the music, it feels very like traditional, right? It feels like if if you took a, a 90s cartoon and then mixed it with some like My Hero Academia and sort of smushed them together, right? Uh it, it just has a, a, a quite classic style of storytelling. Uh which which is fun. Except, well, there are some criticisms about that later on. Uh nonetheless, they arrive at they, they get to the school, and, uh, of course, the three of them are roommates. They were uh, roommates. Ep- they were roommates. Uh, episode <laughs> two. Uh, episode two, Akka wakes up. She's super excited, right? She tries and fails to do magic with her, her nice fancy wand. Uh, Susie, meanwhile, is just making poison. I mean, is it poison, or is it just fun magical potions? Uh, she describes it as poison, so... Ah, uh, well... Hmm. I'm taking her word for it. <laughs> <laughs> The chef's special, as it were. Yeah. Uh, we see that one teacher who uh, we, we briefly saw, uh, like, we briefly saw this teacher looking out for the girls in the forest. Uh, we learn her name is Ursula, and she is a bit of a wreck. Uh, things are not going great. Uh, also, as we will find out, Ursula, I mean, I guess, I guess we technically don't find this out. Technically, I don't know this to be true. But Ursula is definitely shiny Charlotte. So I like how you had to take a beat there to make sure you said it incorrectly. <laughs> it was a fraction of a beat, and most people probably wouldn't have noticed that. But I, I, I've known you a while, Rem, and I know for a fact you were about to correctly say Shining Chariot. That's because I, I, sure I was looking at my note uh, that was like, oh shit, it's Chariot. Um, and I just ignore it. Ignoring it. You don't worry about it. So Ursula is definitely Shiny Charlotte, and uh, she talks with Akko. Uh, then Akko goes to class. We we see a girl, Diana Cavendish, who's super smart and talented. And here... All right. Let's start talking about the flaws, because Diana is one of the flaws. Not her as a character who's like, fine, whatever, a little bland, but she's talented at everything. She is... She shows herself to be like better than all the teachers, which is a little frustrating unless they... I guess one possible twist is that Diana is not a young student prodigy, but actually, like, a thousand-year-old witch or something, uh, which would make some of this more forgivable. Other stuff, still not great. Because uh, she's... Uh, even if that were true, she's still a bit bland. Uh, a bit one note. But, importantly, Diana Cavendish is not, like, a terrible human. Um, but Akko, our very sympathetic main character, who seems very positive and upbeat, Fucking hates Diana. Fucking despises <laughs> Diana. Uh, and it's just and and well, well uh, another character we'll learn about uh, Amanda. Like Akko and Amanda talk about how shitty Diana is, but they're just being jealous bitches. Like maybe if you made Diana more of a bitch, like she's a- abrasive generally speaking, but. Most of the hostility is coming from everybody else. Susie has been far more hostile than Diana. Look, just because she's a bit, you know, rough around the edges and makes poisons doesn't mean you have to throw slander at her like this, Rem. Hey, Susie's Susie's a blast. She's super fun. But why are Akko and Susie friends, despite Susie, like, openly disliking everybody, but for some reason still joining them with no explanation of why Susie wants to be part of the gang. Like, I thought there was going to be some, like, bonding moment in these episodes. No, it's just Susie's part of the gang. She's part of the main trio that are always hanging out and doing stuff together. When did when did the switch happen between Susie not wanting anything to do with these motherfuckers and suddenly, sure, why not? Everything you guys are doing, I'm a part of it. That didn't happen. Like, they're, they missed some crucial steps. So Diana is a villain, even though... She's really not. And then Susie is a close friend for some reason. Am I missing some episodes here? Because it really feels... At times, while watching Little Witch Academia, I feel like I'm watching a non-satirical abridged series. Uh, Because we're going to go into a couple of the arcs, but it every single episode is its own arc. And now, not in the sense of like, oh, you want an arc for storytelling, you should follow a general rhythm. No, I mean, like, it in the in the classical sense of, like, a multi-episode arc, right, condensed into just one. And it's not for the better. Uh, so, in this episode, uh, Akko is like, ah, it's a little bit, 
classes are boring. Magic is supposed to be exciting. Um, which, like, at one point you're like, is is the lesson Akko is meant to learn that, like, you gotta discipline yourself sometimes, right? You gotta, you, you have the passion, but you also need the discipline. But, like, sort of not, because what we later learn is there's sort of three types of magic in this world, Sean. All right? First, you have the passionate kind of magic. This is Akko or Shiny Charlotte, right? This is driven by believing in yourself, passion, love, enthusiasm, right? That That's that's one kind of magic, which we learn is not a very well-respected kind of magic in this world. The second is what you get in the school. It's discipline and knowledge, right? Getting all the details right. That's what Diana represents. Um, The third, which we have not seen yet, is cryptocurrency. <laughs> the third kind of magic is uh it's it's sort of like making that cash money um haha you may have used a magical spell but you cannot beat my spell of bitcoin i'll be honest I'm not being that satirical. We'll get into it, all right? Yeah, no, no. He describes, he describes it as magic, though, all right? The the Bitcoin he's doing is magic somehow. Look, he's just uh, anyway. trying to off offload his really nasty monkey pictures. <laughs> so there are those three types of magic, and right now it's not clear how over much overlapping they are, because it feels like they should overlap, but everything the show has done indicates that they're sort of just mutually exclusive which is a questionable route because I would have thought like, yeah, no, the, the Akko, she'll like, she may not be the most school smart, but she'll like get by enough. And it's her passion that leads her uh, the rest of the way. Cause she's just so passionate, but instead it's like, no, fuck all the school learning bullshit. It's all passion. Fuck the rest of it. I don't know. It's a weird balance that it's striking thus far uh, that I don't think is ideal. I mean, in fairness, there are 25 episodes, uh, in the season, so there. Then are... why couldn't they have paced it out better over here? Yeah, yeah like, the beginning's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. So in the second episode, right? Uh, we have a pseudo duel between Diana and Akko. Apropos, basically nothing. Um, and Diana shows that she's very powerful, and Akko can't do shit. Uh, even though she's heavily believing in herself, but she has no talent. So like, maybe it's that it. But later on, she'll be able to do some stuff. I don't know. Um, it, it, this is a soft magic system, which I'm sort of okay with, but it's a soft magic system that doesn't seem to be following its own rules. I don't, <laughs> like, Akko believes in herself. She's so confident, and she's doing nothing. And it's like, oh, she needs to learn magic. Okay. Is the believing in yourself relevant at all, then? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, I do like the execution of this general, like, believe in yourself premise much better than an oddly similar show of Kill a Kill. Done by the same studios, my guy. <laughs> I feel like Little Witch Academia is, is what happens if they were like, I want to recreate Kill a Kill, but I also want my nine-year-old to watch. <laughs> and under that lens, I'll be honest, I think that's just exactly it. I'm trying to think of any like flaws in that analogy. I It's sort of perfect. Studio Trigger is very much known for, like, a lot of Studio Trigger works tend to have some similar theming about self-actualization and self-belief uh, being a source of power and strength. It's a, it's a thing a lot of, like, the top folks there love to really explore and uh, turn into entertaining shows. Uh, how it's done in each show is a little different here and there, but you're kind of spot on with that comparison. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it, also, in episode two, I'm skipping over quite a bit. We learned that there's the Jennifer Memorial Tree, which is uh, generally feeling unhealthy. Ursula slash Shiny Charlotte knows that it's because of some uh, pupa that are uh, sort of getting ready to, to hatch uh, down below in its roots. Um, and is excited for that to happen because apparently that signals like, I don't know, a miracle or some shit. There's some stuff going on with that. We've just learned about those pupa because Akko likes a card game where shiny charlotte is a very she's on like half the cards but not all the cards like it's not a shiny charlotte card game but most of the witches on the cards are shiny charlotte um i don't fully know what's up with that but 
Uh, and one of the cards is the pupa, so we get told about that. Um, <coughs> Diana revitalizes the tree, but then superpowers the pupa, which then cause the tree to go crazy and start breaking stuff? Um, I'll be honest, still don't understand why it did that. Um, Diana starts to kill what she sees as parasites, but Akko understands what's going on, so she gets in the way, almost gets killed herself. Uh, the things all hatch um, after after Akko uh, casts a spell with a little bit of Diana's help, because Diana is not a terrible person. Uh, and Diana, everybody shows up and they're like, oh, Diana, you did so good. And Diana is hesitant to accept uh, the credit because uh, she she doesn't deserve all the credit. Um, so, like, hey, Diana is nuanced. I dig that. I like the nuance in Diana. But then why the fuck is Akko such a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, it, does it make, would it make you feel better if I tell you that this antagonistic relationship does not last long? It makes it weirder because... <laughs> Then why, Akko, you're supposed to just, like, you seem so wholesome and fun-loving, and then you're randomly a jealous bitch in one episode, hardcore. Why? Why? I don't understand. Uh, so this episode, a little bit rushed on the pacing, but not terrible. It, we're still, like, it's okay. Um, decent ideas, decent concept, uh, like the nuance it introduces. Episode three, uh, there's, like, a flying class, Akko can't fly. Um, and is getting teased. Uh, I, I, it's such an overused trope to be like, ah, the new girl gets teased by basically everybody as the default. It's like, maybe uh, it's less interesting because instead if it's like, oh, people are generally welcoming, but you have those bitches over there, then it feels more meaningful. It just feels lazy and it's so overdone. Uh, it's not the worst, but once again, not great. Uh, and now we get into what should be at least two episodes. Uh, talking about the broom relay. There's uh, a very popular broom relay. It's very prestigious uh, between students in teams of three. And uh, Akko sees that Shiny Charlotte won one year, so she wants to win uh, to be like her idol, Shiny Charlotte. And so her, she's like, hey, Lot and Susie, let's do it. And Lot and Susie are like, oh, I don't know. Uh, sure, why not? Uh, even though Akko can't fly and they try to like teach her how to fly there's like a little montage but there's two mon there's two separate montages uh there's two separate broom montages in this one episode not just in this one episode in the first half of this one episode <laughs> uh we get introduced to uh a legendary broom the shooting star which is caged up which never it never stops flying even if uh its owner falls off so it's caged up and it's very expensive we meet a girl amanda who's uh, a bit of an abrasive show-off she sets a, like a new record she's very talented right um uh no uh diana sets a new record i'm sorry because she's the best at everything amanda is just uh, doing acrobatics and showing off on the broom um and so you might think okay so this episode is like preparing no this episode has all of that and now we have the relay that it's been building up to and the second half is the relay and the payoff for all of that. Holy shit. Maybe calm the fuck down. But Rem, there's a Yeti in this episode. Isn't that fun? It's so... I, <laughs> it was enjoyable and weird, and it made me quite... I didn't... I still sort of don't understand the level of absurdity and absurdist humor the show is going for. I'm still a little unclear on that. That's, most, that, that's Studio Trigger. That's most like, of the time, most of the time, it's like very grounded, right? And it's like silly and zany, but still quite grounded. And then we add literally what I would identify as the only like truly absurd thing about this show is that scene that we're about to get to, where I was like, oh, how tonally dissonant. I enjoyed it, but I'm confused. Uh, that that so, is also a hallmark of any Studio Trigger production. Yeah. So we have the. Uh, the relay now. Uh, Susie sabotages everybody. Uh, we see a girl with like a mechanical broom and a competitive eater girl who's also gets sabotaged. Uh, Susie is just like all about the sabotage. Would have been dope to hear like a little bit of this planning. Uh, also, once again, don't know why Susie is so close to them, but I guess Susie likes to sabotage, so maybe that would be why. Um, Amanda, meanwhile, has the out of control broom. Uh, she got that. I don't know how she got it, but she, it's hers now. Um, Amanda, she seemed like she was going to be an interesting character. She's sort of shit, I'll be honest. I thought she was going to be dope, 
Because, like, her introduction doing acrobatics and then, like, getting this broom, I was like, ooh. But she's just sort of a dumb hothead and nothing else. And I was like, oh, but, like, dumb, talented hothead? Not really. Which loses a bit. Like, I thought it would be interesting to have, like, Akko, Amanda, and uh, Diana all racing. Diana just because, like, she's very talented. Uh, Amanda, she got the crazy broom. And then Akko, uh, because her and her team are pulling a lot of hijinks, right? And that would be interesting. Just a little, little final three action. But no, uh, very quickly, like, Amanda falls off the room. She's done. Don't worry about her. Uh, Akko then captures the broom, but then falls off it again. And then lands on the broom and then falls off it again. And then the broom gets free and grows wings and flies away. Uh, and she falls, but she's saved by Diana, who then, uh, like, saves her. Is like, hey, there you go. Uh, because Diana's fine, y'all. Um, and then... Uh, and then Diana wins. Um, K. This so obviously should have been at minimum two episodes. It's insane. Because <laughs> both both the preparation needed more time to breathe and build, right? And then the race itself should have had more time to exist. If it was just episode three is all the preparation, right? Uh first half you first half you try to teach Akko how to broom. She can't, so they have to come up with a new plan. Meanwhile, uh, Amanda, uh, we, we see her, she gets, uh, it, it's all about how she gets the broom and shit. Uh, dope. That's, that's what you need for episode three. Then episode four, you have the relay where it's sort of like fruition. Amanda's struggling to control this, this crazy broom. It never gets to Akko. Don't bring the, don't give the broom to Akko. Akko and her team are all about plucky underdog hijinks. All right. That's what they're about. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Diana and her team, they're just talented. Uh, Amanda and her team, they're fine, but they're relying on Amanda at the very end. Because uh, Amanda's broom is just, like, super OP if she can control. That would have been dope! That would have been so good. We got a little bit of a mess instead. And uh, the mess had good moments. But Jesus Christ. Uh, alright, you ready for another episode like that? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> In fact, are, are you ready for two more episodes that are... Also like that, that are just far too ambitious to do in one episode, because episode four and five are in that category. All right, episode four, uh, it's, it's uh, about Lot. Lot, we see her uh, texting late at night. Um, cool. Um, she's texting someone about like uh, a cool sort of convention-y style thing. Uh, the girls all get in trouble because Akko stole a tart. I, I'm unclear whether the other girls were even a part of this or whether it was just Akko who stole a tart because apparently the food was bad, uh, which I feel like we all we needed was like a comment before this that the food was actively bad. It seemed fine, um, but okay, sure, why not? So they get detention, which ruins Lot's plans, um, but then they decide they're going to sneak out anyway, uh, which is super easy. Like, it's nothing to sneak out of this magical school. Uh, and Lot wants to meet the author of these very popular novels that have been written for uh, over a hundred years. Uh, it's going to finally have an author reveal. There's a big event going on. So they all sneak in. Even Susie, who I don't know why Susie is here. I don't understand. I feel like Susie goes wherever she wants to go, really. But why does she always want to be with two people who she has no reason to like? I mean, they're also like the only two people who regularly talk to her. That's the other thing. But Susie doesn't like that. It, it, Susie has given every indication of, like, preferring to go solo. So, yeah, they are the only two to talk to her. She seems like she'd be like, all right, you two, get the fuck away. I'm going to have some alone time, finally. Our first introduction to her character was all about how much she didn't want to interact with Akko. All about how Akko was way too much for Susie. That's literally how we open up to Susie. That's how we learn about Susie. And we never see something that should change that at this stage. It's... Just because she's the third protagonist, I guess. Uh, anyway, they go to this event, right? Um, it, it feels a lot like me at a convention where there's just a lot of hyper-specific cosplays and a lot recognize them. The other girls are like, what the fuck? Uh, and we we meet the author, Annabelle Krem, who is uh, just a little girl. She's a, a, a lolly girl. I don't know her age. It's not super clear. We know that she's relatively young, but we're, we don't know how young. Uh, and she's not 120 plus years old. Uh, uh, but she's like just texting. She sort of doesn't care. She's chronically online. Uh, there's a little trivia challenge, which uh, Lot wins. And 
uh, it's announced, all right, hey, here's my very fancy fountain pen. Um, also, this means that I'm actually the 12th Annabelle. Now you're the 13th. Congratulations. Later, bitch. And Annabelle teleports away. Uh, which Annabelle apparently is not even a witch, we learn. Which I don't sort of, I don't really know why that's relevant. They made it seem like it was a sort of big deal, but whatever. Um, Lot, we learn, doesn't want to be the next Annabelle. She wants to be a fan of, of their work, not uh, to write the work. So uh, she sings to the pen to get a pen spirit out there to tell about uh, a more backstory-ish. Uh, they find Annabelle, who has been disheartened by online comments, um, which I'm going to say, like, it's okay if Annabelle doesn't want to be Annabelle. It's also like, hey, don't be a dick online because, like, you, you have a genuine impact on people. Uh, yeah, that's a little more real than you guys know. Yeah. So, uh, like, some of the emails we got recently were very <laughs> interesting. Let me just put it to you that way. Uh, good times. Uh, but, like, if, if Annabelle is like, hey, this is too stressful, like, I don't want to be. Like, that's fine. That's okay. Uh, or, like, after a pep talk, if she wants to again, cool, that's also okay. Uh, and after a pep talk, uh, they do want to again. They learned that the person that Lot has been messaging late at night and who was in uh, a Big Ben costume... I want to specify, just as Big Ben, the clock tower. Uh, we learned that they're at school, and then we briefly see them in the background. I like they didn't draw too much attention to this. Um, it was, I can't remember their name. It's the short teacher. Um, oh, short, um... short, important one. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember which ones they are, but I like that detail. Uh, and then they go back to being uh, generally in trouble because, of course, they snuck out. Uh, once again, solid. Would have loved if this was a two-parter. <laughs> Would have thought it was it would be a real and there's like a built-in cliffhanger, right? The first half is just going up until Lot is announced as the thirteenth Annabelle, and Lot's like, "Wait, what?" And then you have Annabelle disappear. Boom! Perfect ending to an episode. Great cliffhanger. Uh, you you're able to have more build, right? Uh, more better pacing for sure. Uh, and then the second half, you're able to actually explore more of like. Annabelle, her character, rather than just randomly showing up, leaving, coming back up, and deciding in one minute, yeah, I guess actually I am okay with being Annabelle again. All I needed was some strangers to say, hey, I like your stuff, though. Well, gee, thanks. Guess my anxiety is gone now. It, ah, just slow the fuck down! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we get to episode five. Uh, episode five, we have some like cooking gone wrong and uh, miscellaneous stuff. Uh, Amanda starts a bitchy argument uh, where Amanda and Akko now apparently have sort of a rivalry going on. I don't know why. Uh, Diana fixes their problems. Uh, Akko and Amanda are punished for fighting. Then Akko bonds with Amanda over how much they hate Diana. Why? This is the moment I mentioned earlier. What the fuck? Like, maybe this works for Amanda, and I guess it, like, helps them bond together, but it, I feel like the bonding, instead of being like, Diana fucking sucks, it could have been like, God, Diana's so talented, but I want to be number one, which there's, like, one comment made in this whole ordeal about sort of that, but they can bond over how both of them want to take over Diana's spot, and how, like, she's so talented, and it's frustrating, not because Diana's a bad person, just because she's so talented that... It, it's hard to compare, right? Uh, like, instead of bitchy complaints, it can sort of just be commiserating, right? I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Anyway, dragons steal the Sorcerer's Stone, which is the soul <laughs> power of uh, of the school. They tell the principal, and apparently there was a prophecy, but the, the teachers are like, oh, just go back and keep doing laundry. Uh, Diana shows up and discourages them to try and fix it. And what I thought was going on here was that this was sort of like a backwards test, right? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a wizard school. You got weird tests like this all the time. Uh, where it's like, Diana is coming to tell them not to, but Diana was sent by the teachers, right? And maybe this whole thing was orchestrated by the teachers uh, so that Amanda and Akko would go on a little group adventure and put their, their troubles aside, right? It makes sense. It feels, it feels like a nice little quaint, story that very much fits the vibe of this show like if that but that would be better than what we actually get oh uh, what we get once again it has a lot of fun stuff just a lot uh so they go along with 
uh, the, the main crew and sort of the B crew, which is the techie and the girl who likes to eat a lot, um, which it'd be nice if we saw Amanda interact with them at all, since it seems like they're her crew, but Amanda sort of just doesn't care about them. Um, so Amanda, Akko, and the rest show up. The rest all end up getting, uh, trapped, uh, but Amanda and Akko find, uh, the ruins down below that the dragons are lurking within. Uh, they find a giant dragon. Uh, that Akko immediately just confronts. Like, you could have had a moment where they're, like, actually trying to hide or something. Now, Akko immediately confronts, which is fine. Uh, the dragon is just sort of annoyed at what's going on. He frees everybody. He's like, what, are, are you here to, like, pay? And they're like, what? And he's like, for the Sorcerer's Stone, you owe a lot of money. And then the principal shows up and is like, hey, we're here to give you some of the interest in the payment. Essentially, there's some, like, mob boss shit going on where it's like, hey, I paid you. In, you can't pay the interest. I'm going to take this Sorcerer's Stone to set an example. Um, We learn genuinely that the dragon, he talks about, like, the different kinds of magic, right? And so here's another weird thing. We learned that the school doesn't respect Shiny Charlotte's magic, right? Her style of magic, bottom barrel. Whereas the school, much more prestigious in its magic. No, actually, as we learned from the dragon, the school, not a very prestigious form of magic. We lied. It's a bullshit kind of magic. It's fuddy-duddy. It's out of date. Uh, and the school isn't doing well because of that. Uh, now, the dragon is like, futures now old lady uh and he genuinely he his magic i i don't know how it is magic but somehow he uses magic for some form of stock market trade i mean shit, is, i don't i don't understand how that stuff works so it might as well be magic to me, right? <laughs> it, it, it's funny and silly but once again it i thought the point was shiny charlotte's magic was the trash kind of magic but now it's like i don't know the only what magic is respected in this world is it just crypto magic <laughs> shiny charlotte's magic isn't respected that passionate kind of magic then the disciplined uh a uh, well-learned kind of magic that's not respected in the world apparently so only crypto magic is respected in the world of little witch academia and i don't know what to do with this information <laughs> i don't what the fuck oh god this whole episode it's so weirdly paced and even more so than the others um, then Diana shows up. She's like, Hey, I actually read the contract that apparently no one else could read, but I can read draconic. And I learned that actually there's no interest this whole time. They've overpaid. So you actually owe us money. Uh, and then all the girls there that, that's settled then, I guess. And then the girls go back and do more laundry. Cause they're still in trouble. I guess. I don't know. It's all, I, it's, it's weird and fucked. I, Oh, Ram, when I picked this show, I did not expect it to give you so many issues and questions. This show doesn't need to be as complicated as it is. It could, it's simple and happy, and it seems like that's what it wants to be. But then it shoots itself in the foot with the weirdest pacing. And it's okay if you want to tell these more elaborate stories. Give yourself two episodes to tell it, bud. It's not that hard. Like, you have 25, apparently. You have more than enough to pace things out a little bit better. Why are you rushing through? And I don't, it has great moments. It's super charming. Uh, the art style is delightful. The The music, once again, it feels, uh, it, it feels tr more traditional, uh, like, like classic cartoons, right? Like some old school Disney shit. It, it has a, a, which is great. It's magical, but the storytelling and the pacing, it's a clusterfuck, dude. I I guess I'm I'm probably rating this similar to how I talked about Cyberpunk Edge Runners a couple weeks back, where it was like it is very very flawed, and I enjoyed my time with it. But man, what the fuck is this storytelling? Take a moment. Uh. And normally, there's so many people. I still get comments and accusations that people are like, Ah, Remington, he can't appreciate slower paced shows, right? He always needs things to go fast. No, it just there's pacing issues, there's storytelling issues, they're separate, but unfortunately, Little Witch Academia has both. Oh, man. This, this is a ride, Rem. So you're telling me I fucked up your birthday. I'm sorry, bud. I didn't mean to do that to I, you. I just wanted I to I mean, I, nice. I did, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> it's, it's better than most of the anime we've seen on this podcast, but it's just not amazing. It's good. It's enjoyable. I... Uh, 
the pacing issues you're probably not going to worry about if you're young. But then also maybe like too much shit is going on if you're that young to not care. I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused on the target audience here. The show is is good, but this could be an amazing show. It could have been, and it wasn't. Well, who knows, Ram? Maybe there's something in the remaining uh, <clears throat> remaining 20 episodes that'll change your opinion on that. It's too many. It's too many. Especially <laughs> if the storytelling is like this. That's what the fuck is going on. Oh, Ram, 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 Ram. Like, I'm sure we're going to get loads of emails from the diehard Witch Academia fans, and they're going to be like, you son of a bitch, Sean, why did you only show him five episodes? Why didn't you show him up to such and such? Why didn't you show him up to episode ten? I feel like five was was enough to get a pretty good impression. That's what I thought, too. Uh, But there are a lot of things that change as the show goes on, and a lot of people really do enjoy this, and a lot of people... Uh, adorable. If, uh, if you want a simple uh, recipe for this show, it is My Hero Academia. Not just because Academia, but also because like uh, you, you have some uh, focus on ensemble cast, stuff like that. Right? My Hero Academia uh, combined with High Guardian Spice. And I combined those two to mention both of their pros and both of their cons. Yeah, see, now that that formula is what's really gonna piss people off i'm sure in that formula is a show that is many people's number one of all time and then there's my hero academia (laughs) jesus i knew it was coming (laughs) (laughs) oh god holy shit man i cannot iterate enough to you rem how there are nobody who view High Guardian Spies as their favorite show of all time. Like, it, it's like, you know how, it's like people say about Pokemon, right? You know how everybody says they have a favorite Pokemon and everybody, and every Pokemon is somebody's favorite Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, like, Quillfish exists. You remember Quillfish? <laughs> <laughs> Quillfish is, is a fucking weirdo, dude. I mean, it's a pufferfish, cool, yeah. But I, I will also- note, uh, so, someone uh, actually did... A thing where they surveyed uh, like fifty thousand people, and they they found that there were four Pokemon that were nobody's favorite. Oh, did, do you by chance know which four of those were? Because I'm actually really curious. Now. I, I I do I do. Well, first, you know, no, uh, that'll be a pre banter, right? That'll, that'll, well, that's a great pre banter. Easy pre banter. Ha! If you want that pre banter, you can head over Patreon. <laughs> <about> context. <laughs> hey, I will I will say, guys, you you want to hop on that. That that Patreon soon, cause here in December, oh baby, things are gonna be happening. Let's just say that we're making up for past faults. Uh, but yeah, so it's a good show, wildly flawed. I I, I wish it was better. Yeah. Well, like I said, Rem, maybe this will be a good candidate for revisits, and maybe, just maybe, once we get past, I think episode ten is where a lot of people are like, ah, oh, but this is where. This is where their relationship really kicks off, uh, type of thing, and it goes from and goes from there, and people are like, "Yeah, that's great here," uh, or maybe people are like, "Oh yeah, no, Rem, you nailed it. We don't need to see any more of this." Uh, I'm curious to hear what people say because after all, this show did come out back in 2017, and we got a lot of recommendations for it, but they kind of teetered off in the past couple of years, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but without. With that in mind, I, final question, Ram. Any chance you'd like to watch a little bit more uh, Little Witch Academia with me? I, uh, pr- uh, probably. Sure. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on those emails, and I'll, I'll let you know in the future how that goes. Uh, but with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy Rem getting a birthday present that confuses him greatly, then head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., and leave us a review. They mean the world to us, and we do read every single one. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Remington, and Dylan do occasionally play video games exceedingly poorly. And Remington has actually streamed in the past couple weeks of and, us recording And I'm, I'm going to be streaming more. Yep, as shall I, as soon as I get my life in order. Uh, <laughs> more streaming content's coming, y'all. We're, we're working on it. But if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you're getting access to all kind of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? 
As always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who are talking shit about us, even though we literally saved their life. What the fuck is your deal? And on that list, we have Zombie Stomp, uh, Zhaosheng Haojung Wu Shize Wai O Bing Chilling, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, uh, Xanax, Yandere Waifu Wise, Yandere Neko, Wai Shon Wai Shon, Humsuf, What Do You Call a Herd of Cows Masturbating, Beef Stroking Off, Walk Me Home Gently, Way to Shell, Trenton Feral, Totally God, The Susanator, The Big Bean, Support Group for Sexually Harassed Deities, Static Shock is my favorite anime. Stacy's Mom, Silent Secondary. Jojo Addict, who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean still uses Internet Explorer, sounds like he likes it nice and slow. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer. Rhiannon Williams, Rem continues to crush my soul. Quick, while Sean's not looking, share something secret about him. Uh, well, now he is looking, but uh, fun, see, a fun little secret about Sean. Um, and and uh, this is true. Uh, he prefers to wear crusty socks. Uh, that- that, no, that is not true. What fucking slander is this? Holy shit. That's a true fact. That uh, is not a true fact. True secret I... let out in the world. No. Uh, no, 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 no. You don't use socks because that's awful for your washing once, machine. Once he, he told me uh, in, in uh, a moment of, of sincerity and uh, secrecy, that uh, a week and a half after is is the ideal. A week and a half of no! build. No, <laughs> Jesus, um, fuck. Uh, God, was uh, <laughs> did we not get the explicit tag in this episode? Did you need to throw something right at the end just so that we could have earned it? Uh, most is people aren't paying wanted? attention to the Patreon readings. It's fine. A prediction uh, out of context: Rem used uh, the power of the Lord of Light to revive Sean, but now he is evil. Ah, uh, you know, not quite. No, he Sean is back, but I, I, he didn't try to be evil this episode. Please be an angel and show Rem seven deadly sins to tie into the white sword set. Paco El Musico, no waifu, no laifu. Nitsaira, Nick Harvey. My manga will be about a penguin going through its Chunibio phase, says Misuko, with smug confidence. Love that idea. Uh, Milf Hunter x Hunter, a story about a young Sean searching for his big-boobed waifu mommy. Uh, Mikeka 7 Hierto, Mexican gone freaks. Matto 2 Max, Lizzie Anthea. Letting y'all decide if I should quit my job. Should I? Uh, don't worry, Sean. I already covered this last week. So as long as they took the advice there, they should be fine. Um, leave Denji and Pochita out of harm's way, Sean. King Ritrock. Cassidy, just a traveler. Just got my first tattoo under 24 hours from boarding a flight. Mistakes were made. Very questionable. Uh, Jax, Jam Hands. I'm My Hero Academia. In My Hero Academia, the villains are more relatable than the heroes. Uh, in Jingle Bell soon. Angel Beats, Angel Beats, Angel Beats, we have to watch. This is for Farmer Weeb and his tremendous cause. Hey, uh, I want Rem to ruin Darling in the Franks for me. Hunter Davies. Uh, how could you not mention Edge Runner's music at all? Like, what the fuck? Hashire sore yokaze no you ni sukumahara wa padoru padoru. Hashire sore yokaze no you ni sukumahara wa padoru padoru. Glenn Michael Dolan, gay boot sex. Fuck of the fox and my. Ferdy the Birdman is still going strong in nonstop nut November. Farmer Weeb wants you to be an angel for the birds. Fantide, Extreme Cobra, Elite Knight, Duck. Drink chocolate milk to prevent wobbly bones, not a conspiracy. Dickite, Mimicin, Picaturin, Trispentafluorethyl, Trifluorophosphate, also known as FAP, and finally Trans14Biz for Pridal F. Uh, Darth Pikachu, Creed 13, Cheese Monkey, Charles Crumpton, Cage in the House, Brock Hard for Geodudes, Blood for the Blood God, Skulls for the Skull Throne, Big Blue Bear Boy, Bad Anime Idea, basically just a slideshow of primary colors, uh, Audio Glitch, and when that final moment came to pass, like Christ, I came riding on an ass. Elise Howard, AJ Tunnels, AJ Angel Honey, A Daze, Aaron Heglin, and now we go to the Boy Wizard tier where you get the task you avoided by writing a Patreon name, Chris. You get planning your fiance's B Day. Uh, break for emergency puns. We actually don't need uh, the emergency puns anymore, so I guess I'll just read this one. Uh, to solve an unfinished puzzle, all you need is one piece. Ha. Spicitis. So it's emphasis on both spy and sci. Spicitis. Uh, which I feel like is weird, but Dylan taught me last week. Uh, and now we actually move to the Boy Wizard tier, where everybody is going to get their own, uh, uh, random Harry Potter fanfiction. What could go wrong? So many things, Rem. <laughs> so many things. Uh, we have. Was actually talking about Hollywood Undead last time, also distracted by hunger. You get the social worker's daughter. I don't know, dude. Uh, I... I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Morning, you're 799 episodes away. You get what's in a name or a face. Vincent Calabrese, you get La Lettremenel. I can't speak French. Uh, and it looks like that one is entirely in French. So there you go. 
Uh, to get into my REM cosplayer, recite the mantra, become another person. You get the thing about dreams. The great pop ball of despair, you get letters to Makusa. Shane Ware would like to request again that you watch all of Clan Ed with BS Rule. At least, uh, listen to Dango Daikazoku. Uh, you get, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Sean, will you keep your promise from episode 13 at 3845 and 4345? We have been waiting. Uh, Sean, you made a promise, uh, in episode 13, so just letting you know 38, four, episode 13, oh, Jesus fuck, people have long memories. They, um, they timestamped it for you, so there you go. I guess I'll go and look at that and see if it's something that I can actually commit to. Meanwhile, uh, you get reading HP2. Uh, Sean, you are my idol, and just like you, I also like Boku no Pico. Uh, you get the betrothal contract of 1926. Uh, these are not the names I was anticipating, by. these are just f wild. Uh, Sarah no, Bernowski. Like, these are still Harry Potter fanfics, right? Yeah. Uh, you get Ein andere Perspektive, uh, Uber Arbeitet. It, 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 can you guess that it's German? Uh, reincarnated from instrumentality, I am the angry German. Luckily, there's, uh, there's angels to beats. It's Isekai Spec Ops Asuka. Uh, you are going to get Supermarket. Nico Nico Ni, you get Chambolé Le Monde. Tom 5. Le tonneau de toi école. Uh, God, my French is so bad. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it's about on par with your German. It's true. <laughs> uh, my afraid, my dog, you get uh, Arthur et Molly, des parents formidable. Formidable, formidable. I don't know, man. Fuck. Why is it so much French? Uh, I didn't expect <laughs> there to be this quantity of French. Hey, to all our fans out there who speak French or understand French, uh, please. Give us your criticisms on Ryan's French <laughs> pronunciation. I'd love to hear exactly what he's doing wrong and why he's doing it wrong, oh, or God. if he's surprisingly doing well. I'm not. Uh, Mike got his Overlord review. You get Dora Tonks grows up. Miguel Delia. Oh, God. You get Headmaster Fudge. Massimo Martelli, you are going to get In War We Trust. Latino stopped eating, waiting for an answer to tweet, com to tweet comment on Pokemon starters. Uh, You are going to get Protego. Just call me Goofy because I'm about to yuck you up. Uh, you get Lily Potter under Spiegel der Rach. Der Rach? Yeah. Uh, Inuyasha's my favorite cryptid, believes in angels. Uh, this, this is getting a lot of people supporting uh, angel beats here. Uh, you get yep. uh, uh, Silent Melody. If you don't watch Healer Girl, an angel beats a penguin up. Also, Irem and Still Girl. Uh, you get heroes, villains, and everything in between. Hellorex, you... Oh, wait, no, we're in, uh... No, all right, we're still... All right, it's fine. I thought we had done the Switch. We're not in the Switch yet. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Hello, Rex, you get Diary of a Mage Slayer. Go ahead, call the cops who won't sign some voices. They're getting louder. Please send help. You get Unlikely Allies. Deep dive into the mind of an adolescent male. Milfs for Sean. Child death and inner dialogue for Rem. Uh, Nisi Oisin, time to do it. I don't understand. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. Fugitive TV, Evatando El Amor. That's the one you get. Crimson Reapers, just because of the size, so you get the guise of family. Beethoven 1201, you are going to get the guise of loyalty <laughs> by the same author. Crazy. Mm, he must really like the word guys. Uh, Anime Girl, you get Vagary. Animated Z, you get Poison Pen. Angel Father is counting down to until next Monday, 46 weeks as of November 28th. You are going to get uh, Harry Potter and the Headmistress's Hypothesis. Uh, and now we move <laughs> on to... That sounds like a lewd one. Now we move it's... on to uh, to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where Sean, as Joey Wheeler, will cast a spell, and I will tell you what happens. Shit, I gotta pull up a list of spells, don't I? Uh... <laughs> hey, or you could just make them up, it's whatever you feel. Uh, we start with your fave Bielsa buddy, Lucifer. You know, I feel like if I do like popular spells from JRPGs and you just have to fucking guess what they are, or tell me what you think they are, is gonna be the best rap for this. Hold on. Uh... Gonna cast, uh, Agilau. What the hell? I'm sorry, repeat that? Agilau. Agilau. Uh. It's like Agi, but bigger. Yeah, so, Agilau, it's, it's, um, you will age loudly. <laughs> Every wrinkle that you have in your body makes noise. Uh, Raftalia's my anime waifu has returned. Uh, you'll get, uh, Mabufula. Uh, this is... Uh, you summon a fluffy demon. Uh, pizza, cotton, candy is my waifu. Uh, I cast, uh, Zionga. Zionga, uh, it, it makes it so that, uh, you are now battery powered. Magic <laughs> ice ball. Uh, Garudine. Or Garudine, probably is how that's said. I don't fucking know. You, uh, permanently get 
uh, a rock form of Ein from Cowboy Bebop as a companion. Uh, Hermione... So just, just fucking rock rough then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but a corgi. Uh, Hermione pegs Harry and Ron. Uh, uh, you get, uh, Masayo. Uh, you become the Masaya, but, uh, only for Cheerios. So you must save... If you do not save all the Cheerios in the world by midnight, you die. Uh, oh, then Jesus. we go that's, to... That's, that's more of a curse than a spell, Ram. Spell, hey, you could maybe your that was that spell was a curse. Uh, next we go to my dear old mom. Uh, you get uh, Makogaon. Uh, repeat that one. Uh, fuck. Uh, Makogaon. All right. Um, what happens is that uh, all of the sharks within a hundred feet of you all disappear. Uh, it's a very, very, <laughs> very niche spell. Uh, Charles... It's very similar to Batman's uh, anti-shark spray. <laughs> Next up, we got Chelsea Nassbaum. Uh, let's go with uh, Maggie Dola. Uh, you turn into a 30-foot doll. Uh, blood cell, <laughs> back to not being the white one. Fuck those guys, they're way too aggressive. How about uh, Mamudo? <laughs> uh, you turn into... Uh, you, you get an Italian accent, but you also stumble a lot. Uh, next up, we have uh, Blake. How about uh, Samarikan? Uh, you have the ability to access cliff notes with your mind. And last but not least, going above and beyond, we have none other than Dylan Hayden. Uh, you are going to get Amarita Shower. Uh, you become very dirty and you need to shower. Uh, last but not least. Oh, wait, was that, did I just do last but not least? You just did Dylan. Yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, now, if you guys want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod, or send an email over on to AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Any guesses on which game I pulled all those from, Rem? <laughs> uh, was it Final Fantasy? Nope. Was it uh, the one that has uh, so Rising Sun, something like that? I don't know. So sun. <laughs> Rising Sun, something like yeah, that. It has a sun in its name. It's popular. <laughs> Is it? Because it's not coming to my mind when you're telling me it. Oh, uh, no, no, Rem. It's from Persona, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, no, uh, literally, you don't realize how silly some of these spells sound until you say them out loud, especially in a Joey Wheeler accent. Uh, but with that in mind, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you all very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Do -do -do -do. Only Guild Magic is respected in the world of Little Witch Academia, and I don't know what to do with this information. There's a lot of beasts in here, including a gigantic cock. My birthday wish is to fuck Sean Rollins' grandparents. <laughs> Please stay away from my grandparents. Look, no, I, I want to clarify. I'm a guild hunter. I will hunt down... I will fuck all grandparents.